Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your, Your Angry, Angry Neighborhood, Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspective. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very different kind of mini episode. As you all know, Keegan is back home right now for the Black Arts Alliance of Southwest Missouri performance. So I have decided to invite some other ladies of the podcasting universe here to join me. And today, instead of hearing just the usual news of what's going on, uh, we are going to be hearing some news of what's going on in a phrase that I really hate, but I have to say, Bachelor Nation. Uh, (laughs) Today... (laughs) I am joined by the hilarious duo Jenna and Danica, or as I like to refer to them, Janica, from the Date Card Podcast. Hello, Jenna and Danica. Hello. 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 How are you all doing today? Welcome. Um, a different kind of fresh hell, I think, today. A than, different kind than of normal. fresh hell. Yeah, it's a refreshing Sunday kind of hell in my, in my universe. I don't want to speak for Jenna. Well, but. yeah, mine's been pretty horrible, to be honest. <laughs> I loved when you said that, or you're like, oh, I don't want to say Bachelor Nation. Yeah, Bachelor Nation is a vibe completely. And yeah, I feel I feel peak white girl when I say Bachelor Nation. You know what I mean? Like I just feel like I've reached like the peak of my like most basic level. You know what I mean? But there's there's nowhere else, like there's nothing else to call it. That's just what it is. It's become this whole like world amongst itself. So yeah. before we get into all of that craziness though, mm-hmm. so why don't you tell everybody a bit about yourselves, about your show, whatever you want to share, mm-hmm. share it. Um, well, uh, my name is Jenna and um, I started Descartes Pod like almost three years ago when Becca Krupfren's season started and I was floundering alone, and I met Danica. Yeah, I met Danica on a different podcast fandom Facebook group for a podcast called "My Brother, My Brother and Me." Um, What's my brother, my brother and me? It's a comedy kind of improv podcast that is a an advice podcast, and it's three brothers from the Midwest, and it's just like silly, funny goofiness. And that's awesome. Danica found me on that page as I was talking about something. I think Bachelor related, and she, like, slid into the DMs like a total slut and was like, hey, let's talk. <laughs> no, no, no. I slid into the DMs because you were horny. Yeah. You you were posting about Good Boy Watch, yes, which had true. happened a year prior. Yeah. So Good Boy Watch was, like, a live event that the the brothers did here in Portland when we could still go outside. Right. And... By the way, I've always wanted to go to Portland. I'm so jealous that yeah. you live there. Continue. <laughs> Portland is... Fine. <laughs> I won't get here. Um, so Jenna was doing, I think, merch or something mm-hmm. that night, and like she met 
And see, this is where I should have just stopped and abandoned you completely. You, you met some dude there, and yeah. you were like, yeah, I, I would like to have a beer with this person. And he, he was, like, flirting with you. And yeah. then you were you used, like, the hashtag, like, good boy watch, and, like, a bunch of people, like, retweeted it. Like, it was retweeted by Lin-Manuel Miranda, and I remember seeing it the year prior, and yeah. I didn't know that this was, like, a Portland thing. <laughs> oh, my and gosh. so I just, you know, I was horny for attention, so I was just like, please be my friend. Yes. And then we found this similar connection in The Bachelor, and I found out that she was doing a podcast. I um, love it. And I invited her over one night, like, a total, just, like, Oh, yeah, she won't kill me. She's a stranger online, but she lives in my town. Please come to my house, my apartment. You and invited her to your home? Yeah, I invited her to my apartment Jenna. to get drunk on wine and watch The Bachelor and record a podcast. And it was just yeah. like fucking match made in match heaven. Match made in heaven. And I was like, give my first impression rose to this bitch right now. And Aww. I made her come back every other week. And then eventually I was like, you're here forever. And we've I been podcasting that. now for two and a half years, I'd say. Um, it's the best ever. It's also the worst. It's, uh, <laughs> Descartes Pod is, uh, it's You guys put beautiful. a lot of, of work outside of podcasting into yeah. this. So I'm going to talk about how I found y'all really quick. <laughs> so I am new to watching The Bachelor, like, within the last couple of years. Um, but I don't half-ass anything. I whole-ass everything. <laughs> so I got, like, super into The Bachelor and, like, following all these pages and following the hashtag and wanting to know all the spoilers and Reality Steve and, like, just all of that stuff. Like, I got very into it. Um, and so I think I, like, saw... It was probably a video of Jenna talking about some crazy, like, story that I never would have As heard I of. do. <laughs> because I just watched The Bachelor. Like, I don't know all of, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff. So, of course, me being like the kind of like creepy person that I am that's like what's really going on I started kind of like watching your videos and following you guys and um you know thought you were wonderful and also I think probably started sliding into your dms as well being being a thirsty bitch during this pandemic I was just telling them how you know I have never been a person to like want to befriend someone online or on social media like I've always just kind of like you know, I just have my friends in life or whatever. But during the pandemic, I've just felt so lonely. Yeah. And I've started true. reaching out to more people. But I've loved it. Like, I've made so many great friends on the internet that mm -hmm. just have, like, things in common with me that my friends in other parts of my life don't have with me. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing. It's the been Bachelor, a fun experience. The Bachelor world is really toxic. We'll get into it. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's incredibly toxic and it's incredibly sexist and all the things. Um, but there is a... There is a large population of people who watch it who watch it with a critical eye and like a feminist yeah. eye and who you just you you mix with those people. They are our people, you know? And so when I think like last year we kind of started pivoting we were always like a podcast that like called out the bullshit, but when we right. started doing it more online, we lost some followers, of course, but we what we gained when we lost those, what we gained yep. was an entire community of people who wanted to have a dialogue about the problematic aspects of it. Totally. And then also yeah. just a dialogue in general as fans. Like, we yeah. have people in the one DM stream who's like, fuck this, fuck this, this is racist, to like, oh my god, what do you think, like, Mike's doing today? You know, like, yeah. it's, these oh, people totally. are, are like, committed to it in the way that we are as well. Yes. And it's a special but beautifulness. It is, and you need that, because, like, everybody who watches a show like The Bachelor watches it for, like, different reasons. Mm -hmm. And I think when I started watching it, like, it was very much, like, 
I did like I knew they were people, but it was kind of like, oh, this is probably so produced and like whatever. So it wasn't until I started watching it more and kind of getting invested in these people's lives too that I was like, this is like serious stuff that we need to be talking about because this shit is not okay. Like these women should not be skiing in their bikinis for this one man. I'm not okay with this. And all of the boys are just the most like white bread, boring motherfuckers in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so before I forget, plug anything you want to plug. Oh, Throw yes. at us your Instagram, where we can find your podcast, where you live. I'm just kidding. Don't show that. <laughs> I don't know my address, famously. Like, wow. I, I moved Impressed. In, I moved in, like, August, and when I ordered oh. Christmas presents, I got the address wrong on, like, literally half of them and had to reorder shit over and over again because I So just, then you should share your address because it's going to be wrong anyways. Wrong. And then when yeah. people come to find you, they'll be disappointed. I see. Yeah. I understand. All right. So give us give us where we can find you. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at DateCardPod. Um, we also have a Twitter that I don't know the handle of, but it's probably something similar. Awesome. And uh, we do have a Patreon um, that we started in January of this year where we post extra memes Lots of fodder from Jenna about stuff that I don't know is true, but I just let her go off because, you, gotta. you know, sister, <laughs> I get it. I hear you. And uh, we post bonus episodes and we do, you know, some like streams uh, with our friends, which have been pretty special. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when we were talking the other day, you were talking about an interview that you were doing for Patreon as well. <laughs> yes. So it sounds like you've got some kind of like extra Yeah, we're, we're trying to make stuff. that special, that area is special and different and... And the same, but just like, you know. Yeah, it's for like, it's Patreon to me always seems like it's like your closest friends. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's like the things that you would like, you share everything with, you know, the general population, Mm -hmm. but then your closest friends are going to come in to kind of want to know more about you or about, you know, the show and things like that. Where should we even start? Should we start? Should we start with what's going on? In this season currently? And what Mm -hmm. I actually, I really want to know what you think of Matt James as a bachelor. (laughs) Not really as a person, but as like a bachelor, do you think? Because I'm, I think he's handling things pretty well as far as getting rid of some of the toxicity. Sure. But I'm curious as to what your perceptions are of him. I would, I think the answer to that is really complicated mm-hmm. um, for a number of reasons because, like, it, I guess we had so long to sit with the fact that he was the bachelor. Um, before his season aired and we Mm -hmm. really got to see like a lot of behaviors that sort of like informed how we view him now so it was a lot of like covid partying and yes you know just like lots of like little things that made us you know like kind of weary of him in the first place and also we're coming off of colton being the bachelor and peter Mm -hmm. being the bachelor so, like, in that regard, this has been... In that regard, one, he is, like, above and shoulders above everybody else. Yeah, breath exactly. Breath of fresh air, truly. Yeah. Um, but he still kind of behaves in similar, like, just... I mean, it's, like, it's almost like He a, responds like he's, like he's an athlete, which he was. Like, you know, I feel like a lot of his responses to things are very, like, politically correct or, like, the way you're supposed to say it because he doesn't want to, like, say the wrong thing. He also seems really uncomfortable to me. Like, he seems like he'd be shy, in any other circumstance, and he's like out of his element. I don't know. Yeah. That's just how I feel. Jenna, what do you what are you thinking about, Matt? 
I mean, I think Danica is correct on a lot of... I mean, we just had so much time to sit with it. He's never been on the show before, so there's a lot of just like... Okay, but that drives me crazy. I'm sorry to cut you off, but no one's been on the show before. No, but no one's been a lead, though. No one's been a lead not having been on the show. But they've been on the show before, so like... They know, like the like Peter was on yeah. Hannah's season, so he yeah. knows how it goes, like in a little bit and things like that. But you've never been the lead before, yeah. But I think he so. Just, to me, there it's is kind of vibe. like there is a vibe of just being in the system of it all. I guess that I think did you know he had that going against him per se? But also, it's more of it's more of a perception of the audience and how we're going to see him. You know, mm-hmm. if you get to see them the entire preseason, you know, the previous season, you get a certain vibe. And you get to edit, and we didn't get that. And so the only edit we got to see of Matt was what we got to see of him outside of the show, which was his right. friend with Tyler, or sorry, with um, Tyler Cameron, who also is not that great of a dude. We all fell for him in Hannah's I, season. I <laughs> got so heartbroken. When you found out that what, he's a turd? Yeah. I don't remember what it was that came out, but it was recent, and I think I posted it on our podcast story because I was so upset about it. Like, Tyler C. was, like, the one for me where I'm like... Well, and Mike Johnson, like those yeah. two for me. Well, Mike Johnson's like, perfect, and he'll never do never be wrong. problematic. <laughs> yeah, but oh, Tyler, yeah, Tyler's he's not great, and so you just the combos are these two bros that are yeah. out there smashing beer cans in their heads. There's yeah. the whole MAGA element follows them wherever they go. We can't right. We well, can't I deny that, that they are MAGA, but we also can't prove that they are either. But when you can't deny it either, it's that's not a great vibe. And so you know, we just it's hard. And our podcast is really focused a lot. on on the political elements of these people this last year because, I mean, the election was one of the most important ones we've ever experienced. Right. So for me and Adanica to, like, ignore those elements to the contestants and their it's, – it's just hard not to do. You know, like – it's yeah. their characters and their people on a television show, but they're also real people. And if they want to go online and say, I'm a real person, treat me as a real person, I'm like, okay, I'm going to. And I'm also going to take what you do politically and socially politically and how you treat other people also into how I view you as a member as a of this Bachelor Nation. So, yeah. And I think that's a hard thing for some people to do uh, <laughs> yeah, for obvious it's reasons. <laughs> it's interesting because that actually kind of brings me to um, – thinking about Anna yeah. on this most... Yeah. So this episode is going to go up this coming Friday. So there will be another Bachelor episode. Mm-hmm. Our time tomorrow will be going up and all that kind of stuff. So to us right now, the last episode was kind of when Matt got rid of like all of the uh, problematic women in the house for the most part. All of them, <laughs> not all of them. But um, I was thinking about Anna. Yeah. And I was thinking about cancel culture because mm-hmm. I think... That while it's important to, you know, call people out or, or call people in, as, you know, Keegan and I like to say, like, if we make if we make a mistake, like, don't yell at us. Tell mm-hmm. us where we got it wrong and mm-hmm. we want to fix ourselves and make it better. And I think that's kind of the thing with the show is that, like, when I was watching Anna last week on the show live, I didn't feel bad for her in any mm-hmm. way. But I only thought, like, I hope that she learns from this. Mm-hmm. I hope that there's something that she can take from this because I don't want her to be canceled. You know what I mean? If mm-hmm. this person can learn and grow and be a better person, then then she should be treated, you know, and, and talked to, you know, kindly and respectfully now. Before we recorded the last couple of days, I've been kind of looking up more Bachelor headlines than I usually do. I was kind of digging into the contestants more than I normally would. And they 
from my understanding, again, I just, I'm new into digging deep into all the Bachelor stuff. So it looks like Women Tell All was being recorded recently. Yeah. So yeah. they didn't have their phones. And then they got their phones back. And yeah. it was like the first post since the episode. And she... um is maskless Said, with friends. Yeah, she's just with friends or whatever. And sorry for those, I just realized I started talking about Anna and this whole circumstance without talking about the the context of all of this. Um, Anna is one of the contestants on The Bachelor. There was a group of new girls that came in like five episodes in or whatever, which is just messy. I did not agree <laughs> so with that messy. situation. But um, these two were both living in Chicago. So Anna was saying like, oh, I've gotten messages from people like, look out for this girl. She entertains men for money. She's an escort. Like that's the worst thing you could possibly be in the entire world. And she's got this shit eating grin on her face the whole mm-hmm. time. And so the things that she did is horrible like Uh it made me want to punch my television screen and break it Uh but at the same time I appreciated the fact that Matt handled it in a way that I think was helpful for the viewer to at least be like look I don't think you're a horrible person even though me at the tv screen I'm like Uh you're a fucking horrible person like you know at the time but I appreciated at least that he took that opportunity to to kind of broaden the perspective a little bit because I think it's also really easy when we watch these shows to see what we see on TV and think that that's just how they are all the time. Yeah, Like, sure. it, you know, all negative qualities, all things like that. Now, with that being said, since, you know, her first post back to Instagram had nothing to yeah. do with yeah. any of her behavior, yeah. that to me speaks volumes. I, I, I agree with you. I also think that there's you know, um, a way to look at it where it's like, um, yeah, I mean, like, Jenna and I have very complicated feelings about cancel culture. I don't mm-hmm. believe it. I think it's a, more of an accountability thing at this point. And it's just like, you know, like, if you do things like that, maybe people don't trust you as much anymore. And that's, yeah, that's, you know, you and did you have something to live with that, that broke trust. Yeah. And you have to prove um, through actions and whatever else that you're a trustworthy person. Mm-hmm. Um that said, she also turned off all of her comments for that week. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no way she to like, get a hold of her. But and I yeah. see, I see why she did that because if we're looking at the majority of Bachelor Nation, they're not calling her in in any way. Uh-huh. They're just like, "You Backing. stupid bitch! How could yeah. you?" You know, like <laughs> it's it's the it's the pitchforks and stakes. Yeah, right. it's you know, the, it's, it's not like, like a kind toxicity. conversation. Yeah, it's the toxicity of the whole the whole you know enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, coming at her for <sighs> probably the wrong reasons and in the wrong way. So, like, yeah. not even saying that we're, like, we're right or that we're the most level-headed people. Mm-mm. But it's just, like, the lesson here is, like, you know, have you taking the time to learn about, like, how sex work is real work? And, like, why would you say that about somebody? And, you know, like, if it's not proven to be true. And, like, I mean... She's learning an uncomfortable lesson, I guess, but did she really learn it? Like, I can't tell. That's the thing that I'm hoping comes out of... I mean, most of the seasons that I've watched, there's always that person where it's just that hope that it's like, I hope that you watch this and get some therapy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and start to realize that your actions affect other people. You know, like, I think that this show definitely attracts and wants those people that are obviously going to stir up controversy. And those people are typically going to be ones that don't always have the same views as people like you and I would and things like that. And that's what makes the show so, like, crazy making. And that's the whole point of it, you know? The more I get deeper into it, the more it's just 
so obvious that the show is a complete mirror of our society and all of the good and the bad. That's a great point. More bad than good, I suppose. But, you know, we have progressive moments. We have the steps we've taken in the last couple of years that have gotten better because of accountability and asking the franchise to do better. But all of the negative things, while incredibly harmful and not great, are, are like, like it's, it is showing the world what is going on. And I think Matt, you know, broadening his... Like, when he let her go home, it was just, he was doing good for talking about how this is not okay. And then when he talks to Victoria about how, like, you don't say the word ho in any context, you know, when you're, yeah. when you're trying to be like, negative to somebody. Like, in what context somebody. is yeah. that a good thing? So, Except like, for if it's you and I, and I'm like, hey, yeah, ho, exactly. like, that's it. That's so, the only context it's okay. And if I didn't know you, yeah. and I said, hey, ho, yeah. you would be allowed to hate me. But we know <laughs> that's know not, I mean? we, like, we know that's not how Victoria was saying it. And so, exactly, exactly. Um, I think there's things like that, and I think that 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 is why sometimes I that's why I still watch it and that's why I still critique it and still go down this path is because it is a mirror and so there's like that duality like we were just we recently had an interview with Taylor Nolan and we really talked about like it like her season was during the election the 2016 election and just like you have you have Trump and you have Hillary and you have all of that in one like world and it exists and as much as we don't yeah. want it to exist it does. Did they and talk so... about politics on the show? Because no, you no, can't no. like when it's recorded but like can you talk about politics like when they're not on camera? Yeah do you of know course. That? Yeah but I don't think a lot of people do because also the people they're often picking to be on these shows are people who are not very active in their um communities in yeah. that way you know right. so i can see how like a becca kufrin ended up with a garrett who is maga and she's somebody who's been very publicly open about you know yeah being liberal you just get into this world where you don't i don't know you just i think you if you're gonna marry somebody like honestly that's i was on bumble for two days when I reconnected with my boyfriend after humble not brag. seeing him for eight years. Um, I know, humble brag. Uh, no, I'm just a serial monogamist. I don't know. So, um, but uh, I, um, yeah, my bio, my bio is um, on everything is like puppies, positivity, and the feminist agenda. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's no question. Mm-hmm. Like if you are not down with the way that I clown, mm-hmm. you're not going to get down with me. It's just not going to happen. Like, so, and I am I am all for turning down anybody that has a problem with the way I view the world and things like that. So for me watching the show, you know, Tasha last season um, sent somebody home out of, like, a difference of religion. Yeah. I didn't watch all of Tasha's season because I got really bored during the whole Claire Dale thing, and then I couldn't get back into it after that. That's fair. Um, I did, like, I, I still wanted to know what happened, so I would, like, listen to recaps and you know all of that kind of stuff so I remember them talking about religion which I wish that they were allowed to discuss more of those things because I feel like they're they're almost like taking away the relationship aspect of the show by not showing what a real relationship is and that's talking about like you know where where do you see yourself in your life what are your political you know feelings your religious background all the like those are real things you need to talk about before you get engaged and that's like the point of the show is to get engaged mm-hmm. so what do you you know i i would argue that like almost like with becca um mm-hmm. it you know when you live with like a certain amount of like 
privilege. There's like mm-hmm. an almost plausible deniability mm-hmm. for her there. I don't. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. Like I don't. I don't feel the same way. But like mm-hmm. maybe politics doesn't come up because it doesn't impact her. Yeah. yeah like, right. A whole lot until yeah. it does. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Until you figure out that your boyfriend is MAGA, just as you're being like introduced into like. You know, that's a really good I think, point. Yeah, I think 2016 to 2020 for a lot of people, especially like a lot of women who grew up in the Midwest, white women who grew up in the Midwest, mm-hmm. yeah, was a real like turning point. Like, oh, actually, like my partner's beliefs are toxic. Like, mm-hmm. this is like this is a very weird thing going on. Yeah, I'm from and Minnesota. I, think- I mean, I'm from St. Paul, but Keegan is from Missouri, and she's from a much more you know conservative background. My parents are old hippies, so I was raised much more liberally. I mean, I'm definitely the most hardcore in my family, um, but <laughs> I was still kind yes. of raised more in that environment. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, it's one. It's something that I've definitely noticed on Facebook and things like that in the last four years of people. You know, we started our show right after Donald Trump became president because we needed that that relief we need somewhere to be angry that's why our show is your Mm -hmm. angry neighborhood feminist turning that into something more positive and things like that so and it's true you know jenna bringing up the point of the bachelor being kind of this mirror of reality Mm -hmm. it's true during that time where it was such a shift i think politically for so many people where you kind of had to become political Mm -hmm. like you like you you couldn't just be moderate anymore Mm -hmm. you had to kind of take a side so i can Mm -hmm. imagine during that time especially not being people that would speak openly about politics that you would get into something and then be like oh shit I don't want to be (laughs) in this anymore to that point I think that like having um two black leads in a row is really powerful because they're not having conversations about you know like are you a democrat or are you republican they're having conversations about this is what it's like to live as a black person like this is like a trauma that I encountered that comes from being a black person and that is inherently political because yeah the personal is political so, like, we're getting to learn more about them through, like, those little admissions that just didn't exist when there was a white lead because it was almost, it's almost like it has to be, like, something that the lead can mm-hmm. latch onto in mm-hmm. order uh-huh. for producers or whatever is mm-hmm. going on in the background for it to yeah, matter and it, to them. It's, like, part of the storyline almost because yes, the lead is, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, it, we're, it, and we're making huge, it's, it's making huge waves. Like, we're, changes are happening. It's slow and steady, and we feel like you go back 10 steps every week at times, but the fact that we are having conversations, like Chelsea talking about her hair as a black woman, Mm -hmm. you know, the fact that we are having conversations, like, with Michelle. And then Caitlin Bristow posting about her hair thing. So that's the 10 steps backwards, right, that I just mentioned? (laughs) You you have Chelsea (laughs) having an empowering moment about her hair as a black woman, and then you have Caitlin, a white, thin woman, talking about, oh, my body, it's like, bitch, please, sit down. Yeah, and But again, it's one of those things where hopefully then, you know, if somebody mentioned that to her, like, hey, that's not a good look. This is why. Hopefully she did. Right. Yeah. And hopefully she takes that in and she understands it and like can move forward with that. And that's the most important part. And that's right. You know, it's like she should know, but. No, no. And we we all don't know. I mean, we're, Danica and I are two white women and we've made many mistakes uh, for the last, I don't know, I've been alive for 35 years. So I guess 30 30 years, um, I've been making mistakes, and... <laughs> oh, the first I, five years were good? Yeah, I was pretty good as a baby. Um, oh, shit, I fucked up from day one. Yeah, no, I, I, was pretty, I was pretty angelic, but... <laughs> I'm 29, um, and I've also been fucking up for 35 years somehow, so... Well, yeah, and you know, Keegan and I always talk about how you have to meet people where they are, especially when yeah, you're talking yeah. about feminism. Yeah. There's no such thing as the perfect feminist. There's no such thing as everybody 
having the same background and knowledge and like it it doesn't exist like that's not going to happen and so you know we have a spiel in the beginning of our show where we say from our own personal feminist perspectives Mm -hmm. because I can't speak for everybody Mm -hmm. and how they feel I can only speak for how I feel and through my experiences and things like that where you're at right now yeah and it and we are change over time Yeah, Mm -hmm. and we're in an interesting climate politically, too, where I feel like there's also a lot of performative activism, and I definitely Mm -hmm. think that The Bachelor has latched onto that a lot with, you know, which, you know, do I love the fact that Tasha and Matt were both chosen? Mm -hmm. Yes, and they needed to do that. They made Mm -hmm. the right choice, but I hope in doing that, they're going to continually have more diverse casts and leads in the future, not just this year because it was a hot topic of conversation and things I mean, like that. You know? Yeah, we talked a lot about that over this year because that's been the only thing we can focus on, really, um, <laughs> within Bachelor Nation. Yeah. And uh, it's, I guess, time is to tell, you know. We'll see. They yeah. made this one of the most diverse casts ever, but they also spent the majority of the time centering the white characters on the show. So, you know, you just, you hate to see it a little bit. But, you hate to see it. But you, you, but it's big steps. There's there's steps, you know, you have to keep going and you have to have, I don't know. And that's why we're thankful for, like, communities that we're a part of in the Bachelor yeah. Nation world. There's other podcasts that are out there doing similar work that we are. And Yeah, I love um, Crimes and Roses. Yeah, Crimes so and Roses. We love them. If you're not checking they're out great. them. If you like true crime podcasts and you like Bachelor podcasts, please listen to Crime and Roses. Yeah, but, they're Yeah, great. it's... It, it's wonderful, and I mean, it's it's just I don't know. I feel what? compelled to do it somehow. I know. Yeah. I I totally get. I completely understand. <laughs> I gotta say, one of my other favorite things just about watching The Bachelor right now too is that the drama is so out of my norm of drama (laughs) that it's almost like it puts my life into a little bit of perspective oh yeah I don't have to deal with I would never put myself in a position to be dealing with these things so it's fun to watch other people go through them and everything like that but yeah well we had talked about I we've already gone for a half an hour which I knew this would happen but (laughs) um I had asked you guys if you wanted to kind of like bring any topics of conversation that you wanted to is there anything that you want to talk about I have a I have a little something. Yeah, okay. You don't mind. Go off. Yeah. Um, I do mind. I asked you on the show and I don't want you to talk. Can you just you. sit there I, and be pretty? You know what? I don't blame you. Uh, I should stop talking at all times. No. So, never. Listen, listen. Listen. The Bachelor is a queer show. Oh! <laughs> what? You know, do you want to hear why? Yes. Yeah, Basically, like... The entire, like, queer community that I'm a part of um, is, like, connected by a thread, and it's who you've dated. (laughs) And we are friends because we all dated the same fucking person. I've heard of this before. It's kind of like the the six stages of removal or whatever it's called like we're yeah, six steps Kevin away Bacon from Kevin Bacon yeah. yeah exactly that same kind of thing but it's with like relationships yes in the I queer community and probably more specifically like femme leaning stuff okay you're friends with all of your friends exes and that's your community yeah it's I love that period and it's so supportive and nice and you're just all rooting for your ex-girlfriend to find their partner like I period it. it's beautiful it's really great yeah, so they're they're just tethered for life to 30 people that they only know because they all dated the same fucking person. <laughs> that is a great point. And it's so that's one of the things that I think is so funny is that like they become best friends with each other. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. the friendships, yeah. It's so crazy cuz like 
I mean, that's if I were on that show, that would be my my main focus is like I meet all these awesome women this is great Matt go away (laughs) we're gonna talk over here you know things like that Mm -hmm. um but I've never thought about it that way before and that's why we have bachelor nation because everybody like it's almost like the shared trauma (laughs) you know what I mean like it's like you've all been through this like you didn't have anyone else to speak to you didn't have the outside world of any kind you just had each other so you create this like everlasting bond I totally understand it and that's why like I I think it's so weird that they come back and like film their weddings for the show <laughs> and make everybody come to it that you were all together and dating and and like and yeah. then or like just random people from bachelor world that you've never met before come to your wedding yeah. or like you know just crazy things like that and it's like when you think about it in a trauma perspective Mm-hmm. It's the shared trauma, mm-hmm. so you'll always have a bond. Mm-hmm. That is so funny. I've never thought of that. I thought you were going to tell me that there were, like, secretly queer people on the show that I should oh, be rooting no. for that are, like... Because that's the, that's another thing that... So we did an episode talking about The Bachelor, like, a while ago. I listened to it recently, and the sound quality was, like, giving me a headache. It was awful, so I apologize <laughs> if you went back and listened to it. But um, I, I was going to say, like, I... It's 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 like a, a it's a show that makes sense to me as a queer person, mm-hmm. but it has a straight monogamous politics and yes, lens to it. That's the thing. Like Keegan kept calling it archaic. That was the way she kept referring. <laughs> it's archaic. It's archaic. It's like it's just it's man meet woman, woman fight for man. Like it's just it's the simplest form of like what mating should be. You know, just like put on this pedestal. And yeah, it's I'm I'm curious as to how the show would even handle having somebody that would, you know, maybe be bisexual on the show yeah. that like I can only imagine that that would be treated horribly by the fellow contestants. And that's oh, probably what yeah. keeps oh, queer people from wanting to we, be on the show. You know, we have proof that, in fact, that's true. Um, it might have been during the season before or just after yeah. um, when you guys talked about The Bachelor. We've had a couple of um, bisexual women. Well, we've mm-hmm. had Demi and Christian. I almost forgot about them on Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we also have had Jamie and Alexa. Um, Who are Jamie and Alexa? Jamie is from Nick's season, Nick Viola's season, and Alexa was on Peter's, no, sorry, Colton's season. Which one was Alexa? On she, exactly. Um, unfortunately, she is a <laughs> black bi woman who was ignored by the franchise because the of franchise course. has very, very problematic uh, concepts. Um, she didn't get as much followers. She didn't get much screen time. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Are they are they out? Yeah, like, they, on Instagram yeah, and things yeah. like that. What yeah. have, have you noticed any sort of like responses from the from the fans and the audience of like what their response has been to that? <laughs> that that's. Part of what I was going to talk about is just, like, um, like as a, as a like, bisexual, pansexual person, um, like, I was so excited to see, like, representation on there. But the way that it happened was, like, super unfortunate, I feel like. Because okay. it's always, they always have, like, a token person on the season. And I feel like they're, like, dipping their toes in the water to see if, you know, like evangelical bachelor nation is going to lose their fucking mind about it. Right. Which just basically leaves, like, these, like, queer people, like, talking about, you know, their experiences and their identities, and they don't have anybody to lean on mm-hmm. after yeah. that. So, like, it, and it's it goes back to, like, what we're talking about with, like, 
The Bachelor being like a mirror to culture because like, do I want to see this representation? Yes. But I also like see like Midwesterners reactions to seeing this representation. And like, I feel like Jenna and I, and probably you as well, live in like a little bit of a bubble where like nobody blinks an eye at Mm -hmm. queer people. Mm -hmm. Um, Like the gays are everywhere. Yeah, yeah. We love it's it, just, and it's, it's amazing. It's part of life, yep. <laughs> yeah. And we don't have to deal with, like, on a day-to-day basis, living where we live yeah. uh-huh. and in the communities that we exist in, like, uh-huh. having to defend our existence or, like... And your the, identity. The way we are, feel, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so it, it it's holding up a really ugly mirror about, like, oh, this is how my grandparents, like, actually feel about uh-huh. me, you I know? know. And, like, yeah. so it's one of those things where I'm, like, the problem is culture, not necessarily the show. Yeah. But, like, yes. at, the, at the root of it, the show is a problem. <laughs> and so, like, well, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't not want, you know, queer people to be, I don't want queer people to be excluded. But I don't want them to have to go through that experience. And quite frankly, I'm happy in my little bubble where I don't have to see people openly hating bisexual people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or yeah. or even just like asking the question like, oh, are you really gay? Like you're dating a guy though. That's confusing. Like, yeah. Our, like in our world, we're a little bit beyond that now. Mm-hmm. And now yes. we're just having to and I mean, like, even and when you have to go back and explain something that should feel almost yeah. just like second, it feels second nature to you. So yeah. the fact that somebody else would be so confused about it, right? The season, I'm, the, is the season we had to recap that it was. I think Danica and I really bonded over that, but it was it was kind of traumatic. Like the episodes, yeah. if you go back and listen to that season of BIP of our podcast, yeah. Danica and I were very heated. Each episode was just like hour of us just like. Oh my god, we love this representation, but like watching everyone react to it online was just horrible because they, and you know, there were so many people who would be like, I am not biphobic, I am not homophobic, but. Yes, I am it's not, like the I'm not racist, but. But, yeah, but yeah. and it was just constant, and, and everyone was quote unquote in support of Demi. It was, that was it. Like, everyone was okay with it. Yeah. But it was with caveats that they had to explain why it really. They should just go home then. Why do I have to see these two women in love if they are already together? It was like, well, that's what fucking Demi or, or Hannah G and Dylan are doing too. Like, yeah, you, exactly. like let's, send, let's send them all home as soon as they find each other. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> like, well, and that's that's the other thing is, is with Bachelor in Paradise, when you have multiple relationships yeah. going on, that's also kind of part of it is that you get to see more of individual relationships yeah, forming. Yeah. So the fact that we actually got to see Demi and Christian go yeah. through like some really tough shit. Yeah. Like I that was my first bachelor in paradise and my god yeah. did I love yes. that season. It was yeah. just because it, it seemed like real conflict. Yeah. Like I, I can't but remember it, the guy that she was kind of seeing before Derek, Christian came Derek. on but he I thought handled it so well. Mm-hmm. I thought that, you know, at least from uh, from just an audience standpoint, not mm-hmm. going online and digging any deeper or anything like that. I appreciated the fact that it seemed like they didn't have to hide their struggles, especially Demi Agreed. with her sexuality, because yeah. Christian yeah. seemed much more sure of herself where Demi, you know, had been on the show looking for a guy, Colson. Uh-huh. She had dated a guy on Bachelor in Paradise already and having to bring up this big thing that could have potentially really put a target on her back in this made mm-hmm. me feel really good t- to see it on TV. I don't mm-hmm. know how everything has been since then, like on the internet with that, but... Yeah, seeing I that was cool. E- 
I I super agree with you. And I think, like, when I think back on that season, um, like, as a queer person, I feel, I just still feel really weird about it. Um, mm-hmm. Because Demi was, like, what, 23 or 24 at the mm-hmm. time. She's, mm-hmm. like, literally, like, a nursery baby gay yeah, little at that baby. point. And, like... Is just like coming into this for the first time, and it's hard to not view that through like a manipulative lens in any way. Mm-hmm. And like Christian was, you know, super set on yeah. everything. You know, yeah. like well, she was older, elder too. gay. Yeah, yeah elder she gay. was older, and it seems like she, you know, just from looking at her Instagram, like she has her community, has yeah. her people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah Demi, mean, Demi wasn't, which is... But that's reality, too. No, you know yeah, what I mean? I, I, like, yeah, that's yeah. what happens, I feel like, with relationships. We loved that. No, I loved, I loved the parts of her when she talked about being new to dating women and stuff like that. That was very relatable. I think it was very important to mm-hmm. see. Truly important. And I don't feel like the show actually fucked up that part a ton. Like, that was pretty okay with me. I want to... I mean, um, I personally think I give a lot of props to Demi just for, like, being as outspoken as she is and because mm-hmm. she was outspoken already. Yeah. And she yeah. would just say these things that I feel like it almost made... Maybe it made the editors and the producers and everything feel better about it. I don't know. Because I feel like it could have... If it was any other person, I wonder if it could would have been a very different experience. <laughs> yeah, I think so. You know? Because, yeah, like, she's just this firecracker little girl, yeah. you know? So, yeah, very different. Yeah. I think <sighs> I... I I, I don't want to say that I had a problem with how it was handled. Like, I think at the time, yeah, I loved it and I was super comfortable with it. And I'm still, like, kind of comfortable with it now. But it does – the part that gives me pause, I guess, is, like, that she had to go through this very uncomfortable situation mm-hmm. while being filmed. And I guess she agreed to do it. I think it's just, like, r- a really complicated and personal situation mm-hmm. that like I would not have wanted that period totally. of my life to be televised. Yeah. And so like I think it's hard for me to view it without there being some sort of like what does she benefit from this and what does production benefit from this mm-hmm. because like I I think it's unbalanced in that regard. Yeah, to me, I remember talking a lot of that time of having it feel like a band-aid situation like we've had one person that isn't totally straight on the show so now we don't have to deal with it for a really long time. And mm-hmm. they and they literally made money off of it i mean they the way they promoted it the way they yeah and then there was the two proposals yeah the whole thing so and and that's the other thing is just with the fact that the whole point of the show is to end in an engagement Mm -hmm. is the other part that's just very again i'm going to use the word archaic oh yeah i agree love and marriage is stupid yeah oh yeah i mean like (laughs) i've it's so funny i i made a joke about being a serial monogamist but like i have a really shitty dad so my whole life i'm like i want to have oh kids God, but like same. i don't want to get married oh yay daddy issues oh yeah um, I did too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the trifecta yes um so for me you know i was always like well i don't want to get married but i want to have kids like in my head i was just gonna like adopt a bunch of babies and be a single mm-hmm. mom and like live my best life and everything was gonna be cool but then you know life happens and i like people I like dating people and gross. things like that. So th- oh, I know I'm I'm so gross. It's horrible. Oh, I live with the, a boy. Ugh. I'm the very pessimistic side of this. This fucking. But you've got. Triad. But you've got to be. I mean, and that's the thing is, I've always been. I think I'm also a very like realistic person when it comes to relationships. I'm not a head in the clouds like yeah. you're my soulmate kind of person and more realistic, which is also why The Bachelor is fun for me because I get to see people who totally think. Oh, it's so that escapist way. in that yeah, way. Yeah, that is the true escapism of it i've always said that too it's i watch it and i go oh at least that's not me 
gosh, that feels great. I feel I feel pretty cool actually right now. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so funny. So I was just talking to my mom on the phone yesterday, and so my my parents are older. My mom and dad got married in 1972, and they met in like 1970 at a bar, like a nice bar after work, or you know whatever. And my mom was talking about uh, the place they both worked. My dad was an artist and working in ad in the ad world. She was like a secretary. And so she, you know, lived with her two girlfriends and had to work to make money. And she was like, oh, but pretty much every woman there was just to, like, meet a guy that worked for another department that had more money to, like, find a husband. And to me, that's kind of like when you go on The Bachelor, you know, it's kind of – it's that same thing. Like, I'm here as the last resort to find – a husband and I'm here and purely for it, that rather than here to build a relationship or to yeah. build like a true connection with somebody it's like I'm here because it's time for me to get married and that's why I feel like um Kit at age 21 is definitely appropriate for her to be on the bachelor is she 21 because she's been because because as a 21 year old clearly she this is her get last chance at love this is her last yeah. chance at love okay this is her last chance at love <laughs> and i really hope that she finds somebody and she can get married because i feel for this woman who's had to suffer for so many she years is. at the age of 21 <laughs> the poor woman i so i god I hope she finds somebody. Okay, yeah, but here, how... Here for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Was I the only one that thought she was being sent home when she only got a nighttime date this past yeah. week? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't too, but, you know... I think I think you want to make out with her. I do. Oh, she's hot as hell. Have you seen her? Lord. She's adorable. Yeah. When her mom is, like, a famous fashion designer, I yeah. love all... I was, yeah. like, creeping on her mom's Instagram, and I was like, send me clothes. Yeah, no, I like, Matt everything. James, suck out that soul with your weird kissing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, speaking of which, so he he did an interview recently, I want to say with Good Morning America that I watched on YouTube, and he was talking about um, Kit and a bunch of the women and how he took a lot of things from them. Like, oh, yeah, you know, like I learned a lot of fashion sense from Kit, and I learned about something else from somebody else. But he was also talking about, you know, Victoria, and he was talking about uh, Rachel, who's on his season. Mm-hmm. And Rachel has had some problematic things found on her, you know, through TikTok and things like that, a lot of cultural appropriation. Racism. Um, <laughs> most recently seeing, like, the antebellum ball that she went to yeah. that I realized was only, like, two years ago and not, like, yeah, not forever long. ago. And, and you know, seeing him kind of bring up some of those topics, he just said, you know, you have to be really careful about what you post on social media. And that was kind of his only response to that. Like, well, I, I just... That's the only thing he can say right now, unfortunately. Yeah. He's on contract. Yeah. He's in the middle of his own season. I but do you quick... think that says something about, I like, what's it... to come on the show? Like, do you think any of that's going to come out? I I don't think it'll come out on the show. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to come out after, and I think Rachel will be called to speak at some point about her behavior afterwards, but I don't think it's going to... Like, ABC is not going to be like, oh, this racist bitch, you know? Oh, no, ABC is not going to at all. No, like, like, it's it's not going to air. Well, that's the other thing is, like, I'm wondering if if she's even going to, like, yeah, maybe on Instagram she'll have to say something, but I don't think anything's going to come up. Uh, There's there's some... What if he ends up with her? uh, There's some... We don't know. Um, we're a spoiler, and we're also just to say we're a spoiler-free. Uh, no, podcast. I don't want to give any. But I'm saying, no, I'm saying to the audience who's listening does. now, like if they want to DM us, don't DM us spoilers. People oh, yeah. love to do that, so we always have to tell everyone so they don't fucking no, do it. Yes, make that no. Nobody yeah. send them spoilers. But that's but that was my thinking when I was watching mm-hmm. that. Is I'm like, yeah. what Maybe. if he gets to the end and he picks her, and then there's all this stuff that comes out about her bullying. So one of the things, the major thing that I first saw was that she had bullied schoolmates growing up for mm-hmm. dating 
a black person. Mm-hmm. Um, and now she is on the show dating the first black bachelor, which yeah. is a hard dose of irony in her life, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I hope she makes it to hometowns just so I can see any to see if there's any sort of tension with the family members or anything like that. I find it fascinating. But I feel so bad for Matt in that situation. If I were to fall for somebody, like let's just say that like one of the, not even just Rachel, but one of the people on the show that probably you know, is more on the Trump side of things. Mm-hmm. How disappointing would it be to get to the end, to fall in love, think you're in love with somebody, you want to marry them, and then have them turn out to be yeah. someone who's against who you are? Like, to me, that's that's the most anticipating part of this season. It's just, yeah. like, because of the social aspect of it, it's like, what mm-hmm. is going to happen with all this crazy shit? It's crazy. Oh, my God. Jenna, did you have anything you wanted to talk about? Oh wait! Before before we yeah. move on, though, yeah, yeah, yeah. From the from the entire bisexuality of it all, yes. Um, I was gonna say, just like as an addendum, because I know we've talked about a lot of things since then. Uh huh. Watching The Bachelor like as a bi person when there was also a bi person on the show was really interesting because I got I felt very like defensive of Demi, even though she's also done a lot of like problematic things in the past but like I I felt for her and I was like rooting for her a lot Uh and then I was just thinking about like uh, like how comfortable I feel in my own queer spaces but like how the queer community in general views bisexual people is there's still so much to go even in our own community yeah that like I don't I think that I had like a like almost like a shell shocked moment where I was like, of course, middle America doesn't, you know, give doesn't a fuck. Doesn't understand it. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't understand my experience because like people in my own community don't really understand bisexuality. And it's- well, I mean, there's just there's like a lot of gatekeeping within our own community. Like Danica and I have had experience that a lot with like even other queer people being like, are you guys queer enough? Um explain your queerness having friends that will even make their own jokes about when they're by like you know they just say i'm on my way to like gay town or you know they would make mm-hmm. little jokes about that with themselves and um especially in the skating community which is surprisingly super homophobic you wouldn't think it is but it <laughs> is Damn. so like if you're gay and a male skater you have to stay in the closet until you're done that's competing. fun wow it's crazy. we have so, adam rapon that's not true <laughs> he was the first <laughs> the skating world is an interesting one when it comes to the LGBTQ community. But um yeah, and and also, you know, we I have found myself being very invested in learning more about the trans community. It's something that I'm very interested in. I have transgender friends and things like that that have kind of um drawn me to wanting to know more about that. We are so flooded with turfs every time we post yeah. Anything to do with the trans community, like our comment section, I'm it's, reporting uh, every good, every yeah. two seconds, you know, and that's, that's the thing. Horrible. Again, when we're talking about the bubbles that we live in, I live in Los Angeles, you live mm-hmm. in Portland. So in my head, I'm thinking this is something that should be celebrated. This is something that should be talked about. Isn't this wonderful? And then I got to be knocked down a couple of pegs by people who have to be shitty about it. You know what I mean? I think that's, like, actually one of the benefits of watching The Bachelor is that we have to interact with communities that are outside of our own, like, normal Mm -hmm. thought bubble Mm -hmm. all of the time to where, like, I mean, I think it makes things more frightening, but we have, like, a more realistic perspective because We're not stuck in the bubble in our head. Yeah. Yeah. 
we don't think that everybody thinks like us, you know? Oh, certainly not. Yeah, no. I think that's, it, it is. Like, our comment section is pretty okay now. But when it, when the random Pamela23678 comes through and says... Ooh, are some, we calling somebody out? No, no. It's just they're always named Pamela with a bunch of numbers. <laughs> it's just how it is. Um, and they have a photo of them and uh, the dog. It's a dog as their profile photo. And, and they're not even using the funny numbers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not like 69420. Yeah, no, it's yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. It's just like they just put a series. It's like there's a social security number, actually. Yeah, it's literally like also just like zero posts, zero followers. Yes, you know, following us only just to give us shit. It's it's just like it's just trolls. Yeah, it's hard. We get we get a lot of young teenage boys. (laughs) Cool. That's fun. It's the like coolest the young, population. We the have young never talked to a community. single one. Yeah. I know we, that's we are blessed. We don't get that. Thank God. Fuck. It's hell. very. It's really sweet. We actually have a couple of young men. I should say that listen to us. No, it's that's really great. wonderful. No, trolls, we have like uh, we're definitely more female listeners. But when we look at our demographics every once in a while, it's always great to see the people that are guys that come in and talk with us and want to be part of the conversation. We thoroughly enjoy it. It's great. Got to get more perspectives in here, you know. Well, Jenna, did you have anything that you wanted to bring to the table today? Well, I want besides I think it really your beauty, kind of, it kind of wraps in a lot of what we've already been discussing, and I think it's another question we get often. So I wanted to talk about it is like mm-hmm. the representation of fat bodies on the show. Um, so as somebody who is identifies as fat, like I've also had that journey of thinking about it. You know, do I want that representation on the television show or do I not really? And I've come. Yeah. F- to a big understanding recently that I don't want it. Not yet. <laughs> Unless the show is going to do it correctly, which I don't have faith that they can, um, based on all the other times that they've tried to talk about certain things have not done it perfectly. Um, but then again, you're like, oh, should something do it perfectly? No. Yeah. Will there be a good discussion from it? Yes. I'm prepared to have that it, discourse yeah. with people. If we were to ever have it in the next couple of seasons, I'm prepared to have that discourse with like our community. Yeah. But it does give me a lot of stress to think about the idea because here's what here's what realistically is gonna happen. They're gonna cast one plus size woman, just one. Just one among all the other yes. Instagram models that they usually cast. Yeah. yeah. And she's going to have to take the brunt of all of the discourse of that. Both good and bad, much like the demi bisexual element, she's gonna get so much support but the support is going to be often toxic because as a plus-size person well and she's gonna a lot to, of that and she's gonna have to constantly be like reaffirming her yes, yes. herself you know what yeah, i mean so, like it's it, because and it's it's exhausting it's to exhausting have to, she's gonna to have, have to, to educate <laughs> people all the time to, on things you know what i mean all, so yeah all yeah, day like, she'll have comments being like oh my god you're so brave oh my god you're so brave you wore that outfit on that the show compliments you think they are yeah they're nope. not compliments so if yeah. you're saying that if and if you're a, a straight-sized person listening to this podcast now and you you have beautiful plus-size women in your life or any any gender you know, telling them that they're brave for wearing a crop top is actually really, it's harmful. It's harmful. It it's is a microaggression. It's a microaggression. Yeah, I exactly. I completely understand you. So yeah. as as somebody that's dealt with a lot of body dysmorphia yeah, in my life yes, and things yeah, like that, I've been course. recovered for seven years, saved my life, thank God, you know, all this. so it's something that I'm always very hyper aware of as well. So I was actually kind of, my ears perked up with Victoria a lot this season yes, because yes. I see, I wish I could talk to that girl. I just want to yeah. hug her. <laughs> And I just want to tell her that she's enough. You're enough. You don't need to be the queen. You don't need to Mm -hmm. be any, you don't need to bring other people down. You as Victoria, 
who you mm-hmm. are is just mm-hmm. fine. Uh, mm-hmm. Because to me, you know, she she mentioned I was afraid I was going to look fat in the wedding dress. Right. Or, yeah. you know, like she would yeah. make these little comments that were, to me, very, very real. Like, mm-hmm. that's not her like persona overly confident self trying to kind of like make a joke at herself to me that seemed very very real and like a very big insecurity yeah she's like attempting to be vulnerable in a way that she just I feel like that she hasn't just like had enough affirmation in her life and hasn't been told the truth like literally for her whole life Mm -hmm. yeah but you know it's very normal yeah but it's it's hard to see somebody kind of go through that Mm-hmm. kind of what what I see and I'm not trying to diagnose her but it's kind of you know a body dysmorphic way of thinking of mm-hmm. of being so hyper aware of being around all these all these other women being in a wedding dress wanting to look a certain way and Victoria looks no different than the rest of the cast like mm-hmm. she there's nothing you know I would never consider her to be a, a bigger woman at all but, here, I'll but in her, her own mind and her own securities yeah. the things that she's saying to me yeah and I'll, and I'll give her so much. I'll give her credit to then add into the other bigger picture of body on the show is that wedding dress date obviously was uncomfortable for a her clearly because of her issues with her body and b if there was anyone who was bigger than anyone else in that show would not be able to participate in that date. That's why the show is That's problematic. That's a great point because they're probably all like the same size. So you were yeah left with of like two dresses and I yeah. bet they're going to be the ugly ones that right. none of the other. So the show is not making itself a safe space for people with different body types, you know. And so if we had one, we had a plus-size woman on there, it would just be problematic and not good. And But, you know... Not I, a positive move for the community It wouldn't be as a positive move. Yeah, it would yeah. not. But I also think we have to make steps eventually towards that. I think in an ideal situation, if I could make it work, it would be like the person would be the lead and they would just, you know, they would elevate yeah. it to a desirability that is um, higher and that we could just that have they that have to fight making, for them, exactly. not the other way around. Yeah. yeah. So I would, I would love that, I guess, but even then that would be wrought with issues. We joked yeah. on a bonus episode with our friend Allie about how like, all the uh, promotion imagery would probably be like about curveballs and like a league of their own. Yeah. And, 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 oh, like, cause they always do the movie posters. Yeah, exactly. For their, yeah, so exactly. Just utter trash. It would but. be, if, but you know, and I think if, just like anybody who's going to be a trailblazer on a reality show, yes. I think that you have yes. to be one of those people that like has the thickest skin, mm-hmm. you know, like if you're, if you're going to be the first. And as a fat person, I have very thick skin. <laughs> but also like, that seems like a. Shut up. Jenna, good joke, Jenna. Thank you. Um, but we also, love her. Like, we love That's her. an unfair like expectation to have of somebody. It's I feel so like. unfair. And. Yeah. And also, I mean, like, um, to add to, like, all the points we've been talking about, like, I think that in a situation where we cast a fat lead or we we have, you know, multiple contestants even yeah. who are fat on the show, we've sort of, we sort of have the last four years again as a mirror. Like, even, like, people who are on the left were just, like, making fun of Donald Trump's body and it's like we see how you feel about fat people you're yes. you're making fun of his actual body so it's not yeah. even just like a left versus right thing yeah everybody everybody is phobic in our society it's, it is I would say you know one of the oldest 
ways that somebody who wants to cut somebody down it's like the easiest oldest way to try to make someone feel bad about themselves even though there is absolutely no tie to the the body that you have to the person that you are to people if they want to be mean especially to women if they want to be mean you can make a comment about their body and it's going to tear them down completely because that's because societally we've been told to think that way about (laughs) ourselves it's just complete bullshit it's horrible no it's totally Uh, so yeah that's that's my a little thesis on that and it, it just ties into like everything we've been talking about so totally I mean, it, it to the good and the bad of it and we'll have that conversation one day i'm sure um because i do think that uh abc is at their office and they have a big whiteboard and so they're checking off all the i different... live only a couple of miles away from abc <laughs> what do you, you want me to do <laughs> i can just see them checking off all the different types of isms that they're trying to attach and so fat eventually is going to be on there and they're going to get to it one day and when that happens make sure you pay me for my um dialogue Exactly. And being, <laughs> and be incredibly supportive and wonderful to the person so that even if there is negativity, that, mm-hmm. you know, all the positivity will kind of outshine it. Oh, wait. Yes. Yeah. So we, we've gone to an hour now, but there's one yeah. thing, because this is coming out after this Monday's episode, and I know mm-hmm. I can talk to you about this because you, you posted about The Bachelorette being mm-hmm. announced this yes. morning. Yes. So because oh, I have you here, I have to talk to you about it instead of just direct messaging you later, which is going to be way more complicated. <laughs> so they said Katie, who I love. Yeah, I love, love Katie. Katie. I wish she would be my friend in real life. Like, yes. I want to be her friend. I hope she's as great as she appears to be because if she's not, I'm going to be heartbroken. Yeah. Um, Reality Steve leaked that she is going to be the Bachelorette. But then... You posted other stuff that yeah. threw me for a loop. I'm assuming it's Jenna. I think it yes. was Jenna that did this to me. Because then Always. one of the other contestants was like, nope. Mm-hmm. False. But do you think she's saying that to throw us off? Yeah. There's two possibilities happening at once. Okay. Two options. Um, either somebody fed uh, Reality Steve bad info intentionally. Um, which happens. Which happens. Typically, he doesn't spoil this kind of thing wrong when it's talking about a new lead. He can spoil other things pretty incorrectly at times. Because doesn't he kind of try to, like, get multiple, like, fact-checking sources yeah. to make sure before and so this he was, says this stuff? This would be something that I would really think that he wouldn't post unless he himself thought it was very true. So that means whoever gave him the information he quote-unquote trusted but then there's the other thing that is total Jan-on, which is me, Jenna Anonymous, <laughs> is that it is true, but Mari and Katie are now coming out saying it's not. Katie posted an Instagram story today being like, woke up to a bunch of texts. I don't know what y'all are talking about. Um, and so they're trying to throw us off. I think she's off. flirting. Yeah, I think I, she's flirting. So they're trying I, to throw us off so that I they can... I thought that Katie maybe didn't know. And that maybe she found out no, along no, with... they don't. They don't do it that, that way? Okay, that's that was my thought. I was like, well, maybe she's just as surprised as we are. And, like, they were going to announce it, like, live to her or something. I don't know. I don't no, know what I, I'm talking about. Nah, no, 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 no. Um, not in <laughs> she this knows. particular case. And so she knows whether way, one way or another. And I think that she is... Um, there. There's the potential that the producers are having them try to do a false flag because yeah. they want to, um, A, announce it themselves, and B, the whole thing has consumed Bachelor Nation for the last 24 hours and moved us from focusing on racist Rachel. And so I think it's a conspiracy to distract us while they do something else. 
And mm. I think that it means Katie is the Bachelorette, but yeah. that they're trying to say, when they say false, because he, Reality C said that it was announced at the Women Tell All and that Katie goes home on Monday. And so... Which, how does saying, Katie go home tomorrow? Because I saw I, the clip from that she day. She has a one-on-one date. I know, but they sometimes they send people home on one-on-one dates. Well, I know, but usually, like, not toward the end, right? No, because, like, no, no. Sometimes if it just isn't vibing. But they looked like they were having the so end, much though. fun. But maybe they're, like, sure. more friends. Maybe he yeah. felt, like, more of a friend vibe with her. Yeah. Okay, so that would make sense. she could be saying false because that part's not true. Maybe she does stay. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe she does stay. So she she can still be telling the truth when she says it's false because she's talking about one part of it and not the whole part of it. You're thinking like a lawyer. Yeah. Like you, should, you should consider going to law school if you thought about it. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, Jenna, one of us needs to go to law school because you're just spreading bullshit. All you're the like, place. technically, she's not lying. Yeah, technically, technically she's not lying. She's yeah. saying that. Yeah, totally. Um, and, you know, the reason that I, because I had messaged you when you were like, I think it's Maga Ann, which is what you call Hannah Ann, which I love so much. <laughs> and I'm like, it's not one. No, it's not going to be because they, I, I hope they know better because I think that a uh, lot they? of people. Do a they? A lot of people. I think a lot do of people they know feel better? the same way. I think that it would be, I think it would be a giant mistake to go from Matt James to Hannah Ann. Oh. I agree I'm just with saying, you, I think but that I don't I, trust the show to not do that. She's still want money, lost but at the they old want money. resort. <laughs> yeah. She's we old. can't find her, so they cast Katie. It's yeah. But everybody, all former contestants, like, everybody's been talking about Katie forever. Yeah. Like, since yeah, the yeah. show started, she yeah. went from being a dildo girl, which I take offense to because that was not a dildo. That is a vibrator. vibrator. Yeah. And I'm they sorry keep for calling spreading it a the dildo. misinformation. <laughs> I <laughs> always call it a dildo. And then I correct myself, like, two hours later. I'm like, oh, shit, sorry. Because a dildo looks yeah. more like a penis, right? And a or, vibrator. Or, no, a vibrator just has a mechanical element to it. Is that all it is? And a dildo yeah. is just, it's just a piece of something. Pe- a penetrative thing. I think dildos wow. can be bright vibrators. But, but vibrators can't vibrators be dildos. <laughs> my, my dildo has a vibrating element to it. Okay. Fair. So then you would call that a that vibrating vibrator. Dil- that's why I get confused and that's why I say it's wrong all the fucking time. Jesus that's, Christ. That Y'all is very crazy. confusing. Okay. I'm, yeah. You know I, what? I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to throw it in the garbage. You guys can get me a new one. Great. So this is a dildo. Oh, my God. I wish this was a was a visual. Hold on. Where's my fucking phone? I have to take a picture of this right now. And it's going to it's going to have emojis over it. So our our like high school listeners won't be offended. OK, that's a dildo. That's a dildo. All right. And this now is show a us what a vibrator is, Jenna. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Do we have... Oh, for a second, I thought we had the same vibrator. I got really yeah. excited. We don't. It's okay. different. And uh, mine looks like the corn cob, but has... A, an element attached to it where it vibrates too. Yeah, because that was one of the big things. Like I know that like there's other hills to cross with this show, but the fact that they keep referring to what Katie brought on night one as a dildo is very upsetting to me because it's like no, she wasn't bringing a dick on the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. she didn't bring something that like should be not on television. She brought something that like you know yes they blurted out, but is not something that is like totally to uncalled fair, for for television. <laughs> to be fair, her vibrator was ugly. It was. It was was it, wasn't it kind of the rabbit? It had the yeah, little deal at the it was bottom? very ugly and cheap. Um, and we are starting a GoFundMe for Katie to get a better vibrator. Um, I think that's so, great. I think that so, should be such a... 
You know what? You don't have to because how many guys night one are going to bring her or or no, they're going to make a joke about how she no longer needs a sex toy because I'm all you need now, girl. No, we still need masturbation. (laughs) Everyone should start following Katie because she's about to get so many sponsorships and we all need the discount. (laughs) We all need the discount. We should be following her anyways. I was looking at her old Instagram posts even and um, like her name is Vent with Katie and she's just so real and lovely and yeah, she's very, very apologetic and to yeah. me that's the most attractive thing about a person is if you are yeah. just authentically yourself I'm gonna love you no matter what she's also openly she's also openly liberal and she's mm-hmm. also openly like sex positive so yeah I think it's a win so is I Maggie think, Maggie yeah. is super like openly liberal from the show who are some who are some of the other ones from the show that we should be like rooting for this season that would um, be a good way to kind of end this who should oh, yeah, we be rooting idea. for this season yeah. Uh, Maggie, Chelsea, love Brie, Chelsea, Michelle, um, Michelle. I love. We're from. Love okay, Michelle. so fun fact about Minnesota because Michelle is mm-hmm. from Edina. So Edina is the very first wealthy suburb of the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. We call them cake eaters. <laughs> so my mom and I both watching The Bachelor when we see Michelle, who we both want to win. By the way, she's our favorite. We are both like team Michelle 100% but we're like the cake eaters on so (laughs) I love that what's Um, wild about The Bachelor this season is like I like so many of these women so I feel like this is like probably the most progressive cast mm -hmm. in general well because it's the most diverse yeah but also progressive yeah literally everyone that I am rooting for to win I'm like oh wait the prize is Matt Oops. <laughs> but that's why I've been rooting for Katie for The Bachelorette since night one. Yeah, exactly. I didn't even, like, I, my friend Caitlin and I both watched The Bachelor. I don't have a lot of friends that watch it, which is why I love communicating with you guys online because I don't have enough of it in my life. So, um, but we do like a power ranking or whatever. So I had Katie as my number five in parentheses bachelorette since night one so for me like the people that I really want to do well I'm almost like I hope you make it on paradise or like become super popular just in the zeitgeist to get treated wonderfully and some Mm -hmm. wonderful man or woman whoever is going to sweep you off your feet and you're going to be happy but usually I don't want them to end up with the bachelor no or or at least you make the most money yes (laughs) Yeah. I will settle for you making a fuck ton of money. Mm-hmm. Yes, I want yeah. good things for your life, not necessarily Matt. I do have to say, though, I, I, I am tentatively liking Matt. I don't think we would be friends. Yeah. We wouldn't hang out. We wouldn't or anything like that. But oh, I no, gotta say, yeah. on a whole... I am not against him. Like I have been with every other bachelor or no, bachelorette. No, no, he's he's on. when so. we, we put him in comparison to the other ones, he is wonderful and great and he's very attractive and he's nice. He's he's gentle with the women. He's so, um yes. He seems like he's listening, you know, like I think like when I look back at Colton and Peter, they weren't really Although, listening. All when he you says have is I love that. It's well, like he so did Ari. Yeah. So did Ari. Um so let's not get too deep, but no, I, I think that you know, he's doing well, and we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, I mean, it's also, it's just a, it's a, it's a very, it's a very lively season, and something that's very compelling, and it's, at times, can be exhausting because of, like, the bullying and all the other things that I are know. going on. I but wish we, we could talk for we love four it. hours. We're at, and yeah. you, you have to meet Keegan. Like, yeah. I can't Let's wait for a- the four of us to get together. You have to come back on. We're Definitely. finally kind of starting to get guests on the show because we usually record in a teeny tiny closet, but now that the pandemic has happened and we've gotten <laughs> so good at recording 
from far away. Um, we finally feel like, okay, let's get some more different people on the show. Um, thank you so much, thank honestly. You so like, much. I can't tell you how excited I've been about this that you guys agreed <laughs> so to do sweet. it and that I was going to actually get to like talk to you in person. <laughs> I'm. I am personally a huge fan of both of yours. I adore both of you so much. So I really appreciate you taking the time and being here and being hilarious and wonderful and sharing your thoughts on something that I think a lot of our listeners probably love to hate. Being yeah, a bachelor, exactly. you know. So I think and it's that's something the right thing to do. That's yeah, the right thing to do. I hate watching with us. So yeah, thank you exactly. so much for having us. Um, make sure if you're interested in hearing more of our thoughts, yeah, uh, please plug us. plug yourself some yeah. more, please. We have a date card date card pod. You can find us on all of the streaming platforms. Follow um, them on Instagram. You will yeah. not. You will not regret it. Trust me. Follow Jenna them on in, Instagram. Jenna puts in so much work to that, and I see it sometimes. <laughs> I love yeah, it. The, that's I a date it. card pod on Instagram, and um, we post memes, uh, commentary, thoughts and feelings, crying, laughing, um, shitting on people, and a date card podcast on Twitter. And then again, our, our Patreon, if you're interested, after, after you fall in love with us, at uh, patreon.com slash date card pod. Um, and yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and yeah you know, i don't know whatever right. again message us only if you like us do not message us if you don't oh no but and and honestly <laughs> i can reassure you I'm just kidding i we are we are the luckiest people in the world and we we tell our listeners all the time how much we love them because they are like the sweetest cinnamon rolls of people like Ooh, so yum. accepting and loving and wonderful so no every and that's part of the thing is you know i want everybody else to fall in love with you as much as i've totally fallen in love with both of you and your show (laughs) and your instagram and everything that you stand for you're wonderful i love both of you so thank you so so much i'm gonna give my little spiel now at the end so i don't Mm -hmm. forget um if there's anything that you want um me and keegan to talk about in the news in the future when she gets back um again we are also setting up our patreon and setting up merch and we want to hear from you guys about different content that you want from us uh what kind of merch you want the best way for us to give you what you want is for you to tell us. So go ahead and email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. Direct message us and follow us on Instagram at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. We have a Twitter that we never use at Yanf Podcast, Y-A-N-F Podcast. <laughs> go to our Facebook business and group page, chat with the fellow listeners on the group page, and rate and review us on that Facebook page. When you're done there, hop on over to Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us there. If you do so, you'll be featured on our Instagram on Tuesday for Reviews Day Tuesday. If you are not tagged in that post, please call yourself out and we will tag you in that Instagram post as well. That's all that we have for you today. It's so funny. Like, I, we have, so we do this thing when we sign off. I say, that's all we have for you today. With all of that being said, we encourage you to, and then we both say, rage on. Mm-hmm. And I've never, I've never had to end an episode where it wasn't just Keegan and I. So I think I'm just going to say thank you again so much for being here. I appreciate both of you so much for taking the time. And that's it. How else do you, how are you supposed to end a podcast? Fart noises. All right, pressing stop now. (laughs) As you should. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.